Softball, baseball, the Oklahoma Sooners are moving on. And we'll talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Sooners Nation, and welcome to a bonus edition of the Locked on Sooners podcast. We had our interview with Jackson Arnold tonight, but we got to sit and talk about what happened with Oklahoma softball and Oklahoma baseball. So thank you for joining us. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and joining me as he does every day is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at JoshOnRef. You can also hear him Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on 94.7 The Ref in Norman. And make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Josh, some great things happening for Oklahoma. Yeah, I, which direction do you start? Since we typically have spent so much time talking about Oklahoma softball and this group, their quest to defend a national championship and win the program sixth, let's start out, let's have some love for Oklahoma Won the first two games of the regional and then uh, obviously lost 7-2. to That forced the, if necessary, game versus Florida. And it looked like maybe the Oklahoma Sooners were down and out versus the Gators. They went into that aforementioned lightning and rain delay of five and a half hours again, uh, trailing in this ballgame 2-1. to one. They uh, The Sooners had one out left in – there uh, at bat in the seventh inning, that would have been the top of the seventh inning, kind of went down quietly uh, once they finally resumed play. Actually gave uh, one more run up to Florida, and all of a sudden they were trailing by a couple of runs going to the eighth. And then, John, they they really put a big-time inning together, able to get the uh, leadoff base knock. And Peyton Graham, I mean, my goodness, how incredible was he in this Gainesville regional he's morphed himself into an absolute star for Oklahoma baseball he uh sends it into the bullpen the two-run shot to tie that game up at three apiece they weren't done there they added a couple more in that top of the eighth inning and then uh got the six outs required from that point forward to win the Gainesville regional over Florida advance into the super regional stage which it's been a uh, a long time coming for Skip Johnson and his program in that regard. It's been a long time before Skip Johnson and his tenure with Oklahoma baseball to get to the Super Regional round. Well, they got that accomplished in their win over Florida. And again, it didn't come in an easy variety, John. They had to fight, scratch, and claw to do it. So hats off to Oklahoma baseball again. When we're talking diamond sports, it seems like the lion's share of the attention of late has been centered on Oklahoma softball. And I'm not saying that's wrong by any stretch of the imagination. Oklahoma softball will get their flowers from us here in just a moment shortly. But Oklahoma baseball, this is uh, their moment in the sun right here, right now. They're not done. They're off to the Super Regional, headed up to uh, Blacksburg, where they'll take on Virginia Tech now. So congratulations to Skip Johnson and Oklahoma baseball. A long wait, baby, but they are off to the Supers. For the first time since 2013 is what I saw. And Oklahoma is the one of the hottest teams in college baseball. They had five series wins to close the season, including three on the road. They won the Big 12 tournament, 
have advanced now through to the super regionals. And it was, I would say it was a kind of a tough draw to go down to Florida again, you know, to play in Florida in May. If you've not been to Florida at any point in time during the year and experienced the humidity and the heat that comes with visiting any part of Florida, then you may not understand. But if you have, then you understand if you've gone to Florida in May, what a hot and humid environment that that can be. And then to sit through, like Josh mentioned, a five and a half hour rain delay where you're, you know, Trevor Michael, he's pitching fairly well. He'd only allowed one earned run through six innings. And, you know, they got the delay. Sorry. Yeah. Two runs, one earned, had five strikeouts, um, but just one walk. And it was, was pitching pretty, pretty well. Uh, the delay, you know, obviously throws things into a loop and you never know what you're going to get out of a rain delay. But the Oklahoma Sooners, I guess they took that time to kind of settle in and, and find their stride because they came out of that just on fire, especially you mentioned that eighth inning. And I, it was really interesting to see um, Skip play some small ball there. They had runners on first and second with nobody out. And Jimmy Crooks, who's been as about as hot as Peyton Graham has been in the postseason, and he uses him to sacrifice bunt and move those runners around his second and third. But it worked out beautifully for them. They got the the fielder's choice ground out to score and to get the go-ahead run. And then they got a single to get the game-winning run there in the eighth for that four-run eighth. And then, you know, the, the bullpen does just enough for the Oklahoma Sooners to hold on to win. And man, it's it's exciting. And and it's exciting to see more and more people get on board with Oklahoma baseball as they've gone on this hot streak throughout the season. And this is a fairly young team at some spots. And they're, they're winning at a really great rate right now, and they're winning in a lot of different ways. They've, I think it was Eddie Radosevich who had shared that Oklahoma has averaged something like nine runs per game over the last couple months of the season, which is mind-boggling. I mean, they're, they're challenging Oklahoma softball for the best offense on the diamond, and who would have thought that that would have been the case? But this team is playing great in their own right, and with as good as they've played over the last two months, it's hard not to think that they'd have a chance – to advance to the College World Series, even though they're going to play a tough Virginia Tech team. I like their chances. I, I do in the Super Regional. How could you not right now? Uh, everything that you mentioned, the way that they closed the regular season with the five series wins, obviously the Big 12 tournament title. Peyton Graham, we talked about him. It's not just him. It's, it's Jimmy Crooks. Jackson Nicholas had that big what proved to be the game-winning RBI for Oklahoma in this game. John Spikerman was a star in his own right throughout this regional for Oklahoma. And I love that when it, you know, push came to shove late, they, okay, went to Trevin Michael. We know that early. He gave them the six innings of a quality start that they needed. Surrendering two runs, one was not earned. So just the one earned earned run that uh, Trevin Michael allowed. Then it was Chaz Martinez. And then it was who? It was Jake Bennett. Jake Bennett's who comes in and gets the save for Oklahoma, the final two innings. So it truly, it, it's what you expect in a regional, right? You're trying to, any any way, shape, or form, emerge as the Gainesville regional champion. And if that means you go to your Friday night guy in Jake Bennett, then guess what? You go to your Friday night guy in Jake Bennett, and lo and behold, he delivers with uh, the save in two innings that they had to have. Even after surrendering that home run to Langford, which that could have been a point to where Florida is able to mount a rally in that bottom of the ninth, come back and tie or beat Oklahoma, the Sooners just were not going to let that happen. So I just can't say enough good things about this Oklahoma baseball team right now. 
They're red hot. They have the making, the look of a team that absolutely can go win two games in a Super Regional and advance to Omaha. And, man, if they do that while the women are playing in the, you know, the College World Series champ- – the Women's College World Series Championship, Norman is going to be bursting at the seams. I mean, it's – the energy is already kind of palpable, like, for the last six months, like, Brent Venables now leading into softball, now baseball, like – I think it's just going to explode with energy if if Oklahoma is able to advance to the College World Series on the men's side. So coming up next, let's talk about the women. Let's talk about what Patty Gasso's crew did on the diamond. But first, we talked about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. There's nothing else like it. You will not be disappointed. Go to Built.com right now, and you got to act fast because these new Built Bars, Caramel Brownie, are a fan favorite. I've had them. I love them. They're one of my go-tos. If I can't get the peanut butter brownie or the mint brownie because those are sold out, I go to the caramel brownie, and it tastes great. It's like having that brownie at the bottom of your ice cream sundae, but so much healthier. You get 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, just 4 grams of sugar. Where can you find that in an actual protein bar that tastes good, that doesn't taste gritty, doesn't taste like a protein bar, that tastes like a candy bar? You get that at Built.com with protein bars that are 100% covered in chocolate, real chocolate you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy you can have both and all of that at built.com using promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your next order over at built.com and thanks so much for making locked on sooners your first listen every single day make sure you go check out our interview with jackson arnold the 2023 commit for the oklahoma sooners uh, who joined us on our previous episode as well but josh let's talk about oklahoma softball the day didn't start out as most would have expected Oklahoma, I mean, or maybe not. UCLA is a great program, but UCLA handed it to the Sooners seven to three, and it kind of created some interesting, uh, some interesting feelings. I think among Sooner Nation, a lot of them were still confident, but you know, there's always going to be some a few doubters. But this team, after a thirty minute break, they responded and they responded quickly. We got the first two runners on base in Jada Coleman getting a leadoff walk. Jocelyn Allo gets the single to put two on. Nobody out for Tiara Jennings, who blasts a three-run home run to give Oklahoma a 3 nothing lead before uh, they can even register an out. Um, and from then on, it was all Oklahoma, and all the time, Jocelyn Allo responds or answers or has her own three-run home run in the second inning to make it 6 to nothing. They tack on another one in the fourth, and then an eight-run explosion in the fifth inning to make it the final score 15 to nothing. Josh, just your initial takeaways from this performance. Oklahoma softball is incredible. The resiliency, we talked about resiliency that the Oklahoma baseball team showed to advance to the Super Regional for uh, Skip Johnson and crew. We've become accustomed, right, to Oklahoma softball. When the going gets tough, Oklahoma gets tough. And again, we saw today, they – Trailed one versus UCLA, kind of kind of felt like maybe Oklahoma was going to go into game two a little bit off balance. If that snuck into your mind, you could not have been more dead wrong. And I'll admit, it snuck in a little bit for me. It really did. I know that that is naive and that's silly, and how could you ever doubt Oklahoma softball? And yet, because it's an elimination, winner-take-all, uh, win-or-go-home win or situation, my mind drifted there just just a little bit. But Sooner softball didn't let it stay there. 
very long. It was clear that that little break in between games, whatever Patty Gasso said to this team or whatever this group said to one another, whatever the message was among players, you know, it's already become social media famous and ESPN famous. Uh, Jocelyn Allo in the dugout, five. It's, it's, it's going to take a maximum of five innings to beat UCLA in the second game. And Oklahoma really came out with that mindset after I thought Faremo set the tone for UCLA in game one. And offensively, obviously, the uh, home runs that UCLA was able to deliver off of Nicole May, that seemingly set a tone for what the day would look like. But, man, Oklahoma totally pivoted that on its head immediately in game two. And th- they needed to. That T.R.A. Jennings blast was gigantic. Obviously, uh, Jocelyn Allo. I, I mean, what, what can you say about her that hasn't been said? She hits two home runs in this game two versus UCLA. Seven RBIs, a three-run three home run of her own to follow up on T.R.A. Jennings opening three-run bop, then hits a grand slam later. It's hard for me to say that Jocelyn Allo has not now surpassed Lauren Chamberlain. I, I feel guilty even uttering those words because Lauren Chamberlain and Jocelyn Allo are so individually great in their own right. And maybe it's prisoner of the moment a little bit, but Jocelyn Allo, the ability to deliver in this game that Oklahoma had to have in the way that she delivered with the four for four performance and a pair of home runs for seven ribbies. Just incredible, man. It's hard. It's hard not to make that argument when she has 120 home runs for her career, 15 more than Josh, or sorry, 25 more than uh, Lauren Chamberlain, and is the only player in NCAA history with three seasons of 30 or more home runs. I mean, that's it's historical. The Oklahoma Sooners' 15 nothing win over UCLA was the largest win in college World Series history, women's college World Series history, over UCLA, the team that holds the most national titles in all of college softball with 12 like they have twice as many as arizona who's in second like ucla is historically the greatest softball program of all time and the oklahoma sooners bounced back from that 7-3 loss and put 15 up on ucla and held them to nothing we got to talk hope Troutwine. like she she had some ups and downs in the last matchup uh, against texas and really bounced back with a phenomenal game she had you know, allowed just two hits, only two base runners the entire game. One was a double in the first inning with one out, was able to get around that. The last hit she allowed in the game was in the bottom of the fifth, and it was just a single, and she worked around that. She gave them nothing. They had, they had, she retired 12 straight in between that, six strikeouts, zero walks. She had five walks the other night. You're like, okay, maybe, you know, the fatigue's starting to settle in a little bit. No, Hope Troutwine. Hope is dope, right? That's the hashtag you've been seeing on social media. It's true. She responded on a day when you know Nicole May just didn't have her stuff in the first game, and UCLA took advantage. Jordy Ball had to throw a little bit in that second in that first game. You needed a, a big performance from Hope Troutwine, and she 100% delivered. We talk a lot about Jordy Ball being the aces of the staff. I think we've been sleeping on Hope too much. Like this is the player who leads the NCAA in earned run average. She now has 21 wins on the season. I believe she's up to three wins in the NCAA tournament and she's unbeaten. Like she has been phenomenal. Just an an incredible addition in the transfer portal from UNT for Patty Gasso and the Oklahoma Sooners. And 
I mean, if she doesn't pitch as well as she did, I mean, if she allows like, you know, a couple runs in the bottom of the first, when UCLA comes up to bat first, it might change the complete, you know, the, the whole complexion of the game. Maybe not. Maybe Oklahoma is just so dialed in and locked in offensively that it doesn't matter who's pitching on the other side. But her performance left zero doubt as to Oklahoma's status as the favorites to win the national title because we know the offense is going to be there. But with the pitching kind of being up and down at times, I mean, to see Hope Troutwine deliver in the situation that she was put in, a winner-go-home game, I mean, it was clutch. Like, it was absolutely 100% clutch. As clutch as clutch can be, Hope Troutwine delivered that today. Well, and the number you're thinking of, three wins in the Women's College World Series. This uh, 2022 edition now. So she's actually, whatever the number is in terms of tournament wins, it's a little bit more than that. But you're right. Five or six then? Yeah, yeah, in that neighborhood. You're right, though. We just don't know how the game plays out if Hope Troutwine doesn't come out and drop zeros on the board. And after the way game one played out, Oklahoma needed that type of performance. They, you know, offensively in a game where you wind up scoring 15 runs, okay, maybe you didn't need quite that performance. I get it. But but they did need to see some zeros up on the board coming on the heels of obviously a bad start in the circle in game one versus UCLA. And I think it's a good point that you bring up about who the opponent was too, John. The fact that it is UCLA who has 12 national championships to their credit. These two programs, Oklahoma and UCLA now, in some form or fashion, of course, in the championship series a couple of years ago, did not work out in Oklahoma's favor versus UCLA. But in some form or fashion, each of the last three Women's College World Series Oklahoma and UCLA have met up somewhere along the way in some capacity. And now we can uh, happily say Oklahoma's gotten the better end of that equation at least two of those three times. I know the one was in a Women's College World Series championship series final, so that part probably leaves a sour taste in everybody's, everybody's mouth still. But uh, that, that's a big-time performance from Hope Troutwine, from Oklahoma, against an opponent like UCLA. I do, I do agree with you. I think it was massive that she came out as soon as T.R.A. Jennings bopped that three-run shot and kept this thing three to nothing Oklahoma to then turn around and allow Jocelyn Allo to go have her three-run home run. And at that point, really, I mean, it's maybe unfair to say when you build UCLA up and who this opponent is and the history of that program and the recent history between these two programs, but didn't the game kind of feel like it was over at six to nothing? And really hope Troutwine her ability to come out and get that first zero up on the board, I thought set the stage for that. It really did set the tone. And I mean, Tiara Jennings, we, I mean, we talk a lot about Jocelyn Allo and Tiara Jennings has got to be right there in that, that conversation. She's just a sophomore, but she's approaching 60 home runs as a sophomore. And if there's going to be somebody that might be able to challenge Jocelyn Allo's record, maybe it's the person that's approaching 60 home runs in just their first two seasons. The person that's been adding protection. Somebody asked me on Twitter, who's not an Oklahoma Sooners fan. I, I can't remember which college they root for, but they asked me like, how come people continue to pitch to Jocelyn Allo? And I told them, I was like, cause you have somebody hitting 400. I think she's up to 400 now with 27 home runs on the season, 80 plus RBIs in Tiara Jennings. Who's just a sophomore who has nearly 60 home runs in just two seasons. Like, you have to pitch to Jocelyn because you can't just pitch around her every single time and put an RBI opportunity on for Tiara Jennings because more often than not, she's going to drive in that run. So like 
this whole lineup, and we've talked about it several times this year, but this lineup just keeps coming up with ways to win games. And I, probably my favorite player of the series so far has been Riley Boone. Just the the energy she's provided at the back end of the lineup and the RBI potential that she's provided too. When players get on in front of her, she's been driving them in as well. Like this whole lineup, just top to bottom, has just been very, very impressive. And even the names that you might not have thought of as being really important offensive keys for the Sooners have come up huge for them. And Riley Boone has been one of those. No doubt. That uh, bottom portion of the order, they've delivered. And Riley Boone would be maybe the first name right there that you think of. But Jana Johns uh, also has been really, really important for Oklahoma. Uh, obviously, she had the the other grand slam the other night for OU. It's just – it's incredible. I, I marvel – Every year, every year, I marvel at this Oklahoma softball program. Eventually, maybe I'm no longer going to be surprised in any capacity with Oklahoma softball, but it's hard for me not to just look at it individually in each season and in each moment and not just come away in awe with what Patty Gasso, with what T.R.A. Jennings, Jocelyn Allo of the past, Apologies for starting any sort of a debate away from LC, just putting it into perspective that what Jocelyn Allo did did in this game versus UCLA on that stage was amazing. Uh, it's just, it's incredible, man. It's incredible yeah. the decade-long run that they've been on. Yeah, they, never, Ryan, they never cease to amaze me. Yeah, and Ryan Aber had the stat that Jocelyn Allo tied for the single-game record in RBIs. And her 10 RBIs in the Women's College World Series, sorry, first note back on the single game, the previous record was held by a player who did it in nine innings versus Jocelyn Allo's five innings that she did it. So incredible on that front. And then she's tied the Women's College, College World Series record for RBIs with 10. And with at least two games coming up in the championship series, there's a good chance that she's going to break that record. So just hand Jocelyn Allo all the records, all the accolades, all the goats, whatever superlative you want to put out there. And it was Oklahoma softball also that put out a tweet that included her with Michael Jordan and with Babe Ruth and the, the and Tom Brady. It's like, you know, three or more seasons in the top 15 of home runs for Jocelyn Allo. No, no, it's three of the top 15 seasons all-time in home runs, Jocelyn Allo, compared to three of the top 18 seasons in scoring for Michael Jordan, uh, in passing for Tom Brady, and then I, I think in home runs for Babe Ruth. So, you know, <laughs> I like I like what they're doing over there, OU Softball on your Twitter account. I love it. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Like, the superlatives are, are becoming so out there that we kind of almost have to start considering her, you know, pound-for-pound you know, one of the greatest players of any sport of all time, just what she's been doing. And I mean, it's not ridiculous to have the conversation and you kind of hate comparing Sooners versus Sooners, but I mean, I think it's a legit conversation to have. And, you know, they're both great in their own right. And Lauren Chamberlain was more than happy to pass the crown to Jocelyn Allo because what we're witnessing is just incredible. It's again, we're, we're running out of superlatives to describe Jocelyn Allo's career at Oklahoma. And I'll say this for Lauren Chamberlain. If she had been fully healthy throughout portions of her career, guess what? Jocelyn Allo, even with that 120th home run, she might still be 
chasing Lauren Chamberlain a little bit because injuries, you know, at times really slowed Lauren Chamberlain down. The fact that we could have a debate about who is the greatest softball player of all time and both Jocelyn Allo and Lauren Chamberlain are legitimate choices for the best college softball player of all time, and they're both uh, Oklahoma Sooners. I mean, are you kidding me? That alone just speaks to where Oklahoma has been. Incredible. And now they see Oklahoma State or Texas in the uh, championship series final, and I got to say, I don't think Oklahoma's losing to either one of them in in either of the uh, two championship series final games. I just – I think they're sweeping their way through against either. I think the final hurdle that they had – was today in this game two versus UCLA. But, hey, no no disrespect to either Texas or Oklahoma State. I just think that we saw in this game two, Oklahoma, this team, they're on a mission, John. Yeah, and when this team drops one this year, they go on runs. Like, they don't just win the next one. They win, like, a bunch of the next ones. They'll go on, like, 10, 12, you know, several game runs, and they'll stay hot. They'll keep that that loss kind of burned into their memory. And I just want to throw the picture up of Jocelyn Allo in case you missed that on the broadcast. But this is her after Tiara Jennings' home run in the first inning saying, it's only going to take five today. She, uh, <laughs> she called her shot out there in the first inning saying, no, this is, it's over. Like we're, we're going to, it's only going to take five. We're going to have it wrapped up by then. We'll be able to go home and have a nice dinner, uh, get, get dressed up, get, get out there on, on the Norman town and, and have a good time. So congratulations to both Oklahoma baseball for advancing to the super regionals against Virginia tech and Oklahoma softball for advancing to the championship series of the women's college world series. We'll have more coverage on both of those things as they transpire here on locked on Sooners. But thank you so much for listening to our bonus episode here on a, on a Tuesday for you, if you're catching it on Tuesday or on Monday night, uh, but we'll, we'll catch you next time. Again, we've got our interview with Jackson Arnold, Make sure you go check that out. Also got an interview coming up with Joshua Bates, the only commit to hold over from the Lincoln Riley era to the Brent Venables era. So we're going to have a lot to uh, ask him about on that front. But for Josh, I'm John. We'll catch you next time. Boomer Sooner.